Welcome to Sense and Sustainability, your podcast channel for sustainable procurement. We hope you like what you hear. Please go to www.iso2400.org for more information, learning resources, tools and much more. ISO 2400, the next five years. Hi, I'm Sean McCarthy. I'm a director of Action Sustainability Community Interest Company, and we host and fund the ISO2400.org website. The standard is is more than five years old now, and I was really pleased to see that the ISO community around the world that, that took the trouble to vote on the standard at the end of the five-year period have voted confirm. That's a specific term in the uh, in the world of ISO, which means basically the standard carries on for another five years as it started. I was always a great supporter of this and working with my steering group on ISO2400.org, an international group of sustainable procurement experts, we were in agreement that the standard works. Let's spend our time and our effort and our energy on actually doing sustainable procurement or in the case of advisors such as myself, helping people to do sustainable procurement rather than spending endless hours arguing about the dots and commas in a standard. The ISO process, the process for developing an ISO standard is a very long one. It's robust and it works. But for me, once you've had a, actually got a standard, let's use it. We know that it works, so let's continue to, to use it. It ain't broke, don't fix it, as we say in the UK. So having a standard is great. We know it works. Is it really making a difference? Well, we have a self-assessment tool on ISO2400.org where people can assess their capability and their, their progress against the standard. And since 2019, the, the trends have been quite flat, which could be a bit depressing, or it could be simply because lots of people are joining and, and self-assessing for the first time. So it's people at the beginning of their journey. So the great thing is there has been much more take up of the standard now, both in public and private sectors around the world. But we need to kick on. We need to kick on to the next level and the next five years need to look very different to the last. So what do we need to do to achieve this? Well, lots of things, but I've got a few thoughts of things that we might be able to take forward. First of all, make it simple. Make it easy for people. We're starting to see now People coming along uh, who are doing sustainable procurement for the first time, often because they've been told to do it. So management of an organization, public or private, anywhere in the world, sustainable procurement is suddenly a thing that's coming down from on high. So somebody gets the job of doing it, sometimes whether they want it or not, or whether they're, they're really clued into the subject or not. So we need some really good guidance to get those people started. We have the self-assessment tool on the website. But what we're planning to do now is to, to do a, a major redevelopment of that tool. So the user gets some guidance as they go through and they score against each of the 20 questions. They get some audio guidance with some suggestions, some hints and tips of things that they might be able to do. Or they can get written guidance if they prefer to, to have things in writing. When they've done their self-assessment, the system will auto-generate an action plan which they can take to their management and say, hey, here's, here's my action plan. This is what I propose to do. So it takes you from understanding your status, where you're at against the standard, through to what you need to do. We think this will be a major, major step forward and a, a big help for people who have sustainable procurement responsibilities, possibly for the first time in their careers. Next issue for me, ESG, follow the money. Environmental and social governance. as exploded as an expression 
in the financial world in the last year or two. Investors now are really pushing hard on their uh, companies that they invest in, large companies, large corporations, to look particularly at climate change and particularly at human rights. And companies that don't have a credible story on those subjects are likely to see investors deserting their shares. Their share price could go down. The cost of borrowing could go up. The cost of insurance could go up. So this is really serious. Businesses follow the money, and so they should. The problem is the rating agencies, I don't think, have really caught up with this. And the the certification bodies like GRI, Dow Jones Sustainability Index, FTSE for Good, they don't really reference the standard. And why not? Most organizations deliver a lot of what they do through their supply chains. Those that have listened to my podcast would have heard me say this before. So therefore, why wouldn't you, if you were an investor concerned about ESG, why wouldn't you be concerned about how these organizations manage their procurement and manage their supply chains? So these bodies, these rating agencies need to start insisting on alignment with ISO 2400. In that way, we could see an explosion in the take up of the standard. It's different, of course, for the public sector. And the public sector has different different ways of working uh, and different stakeholders. I always refer back to way back to 2005 when I was a member of the UK Sustainable Procurement Task Force. We published the, the groundbreaking paper at the time, Procuring the Future in 2006. One of my co-collaborators and, and friend, Jonathan Porritt, was was on that, uh, on that task force at the time. And he said something that still chimes with me today. The public sector has no right to procure unsustainably. That was true 18 years ago. It's true now. Governments need to start to insist that those organizations that are uh, spending their taxpayers' money actually do so in a responsible way. And a responsible way is to align their procurement practices with the standard. What's not to like? Why wouldn't you do that? Adoption of the standard. This is where, for me, national standards bodies in the ISO Federation have some work to do. 48 countries of the 150-odd membership of the ISO Federation participated in developing the standard. They they came together either as active members of the committee or as uh, what they call observers. Depressingly, since the standard was published five years ago, only 18 have formally adopted the standard. This is not good enough. National standards bodies around the world need to look at adopting the standard because it gives it some formal standing and it gives it greater credibility in their countries if it's been adopted. ISO 2400 is not a certifiable standard, as again, many of you that have listened to me before will know that. It's a guidance standard, but it's nonetheless really important. And I think if it's adopted in more places and available in more languages, then more people will use it. It's as simple as that. So national standards bodies, you need to step up. Finally, then, we need to prepare. I was delighted to see the the confirmed result because I think it was the right result here now in 2022-23. But by 2027, things would have changed so much that revision is going to be inevitable. You know, the the standard will be revised in another five years. I'm sure of that. So we need to start thinking now about what that revision might look like. We need to understand how the standard is being used today, and we need to understand how it's going to be used in the future and what issues are going to be important in five years' time. So as part of our steering group, we're going to start to to convene some thought leadership around that. So we start thinking about it now. 
rather than when we started the standard, people from 40 or different countries got together with lots of different ideas. And it took us four years to develop the standard because we needed to come together and coalesce around a way of working. If we can start to do some preparation now and put some thought pieces out on the table for people to start to consider, then I think we'll be in a much, much better place to develop a really robust standard going forward. So, Those are some initial thoughts on what needs to happen next. I'm really looking forward to the standard making a difference over the next five years. I'm looking forward to to working with all of you. Thanks very much for listening to me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast on Sense and Sustainability. Please listen out for more episodes. For more information, learning resources, tools, and much more content on sustainable procurement, go to www.iso2400.org.